chapter thirty two of among the great masters of the drama this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. among the great masters of the drama by walter rowlands chapter thirty two adelaide nielsen twice happy we blessed heirs of dual art to own as mother tongue will shakespeare's writ to live when kindling nielsen voices it clarence clough buell as mojeska's earliest assumption of rosalind was in america so nielsen's first performance of viola was reserved for the united states when she presented it in london in eighteen seventy eight a leading english weekly paid it this tribute there are two conceptions of the character of viola either of which is defensible there is the sentimental view which links the character with bellario or euphrasia in the philaster of beaumont and fletcher and other similar personages of the early drama and there is the more realistic view which makes her assumption of masculine attire something of a madcap freak the latter view is that taken by miss nielsen it is fully borne out by the text viola falls in love with the duke in the three months during which she is his confidant and messenger it is absurd to suppose that love for a man she has never seen could have led her to the first assumption of masculine attire the words moreover spoken to her by olivia show that she put on with rosalind a swashing and martial outside olivia charges her with having been saucy and tells her she began rudely viola's address to maria no good swabber i am to haul here a little longer affords no especial proof of timidity of demeanour it is only then in her graver moments and when in presence of her lord that viola shows the sentimental aspect of her character like the divernon of scott she can melt into tenderness but her general mood is one of almost saucy defiance miss nielsen presents this character to the life she has every physical qualification for the part and looks surprisingly attractive in her greek costume she enjoys thoroughly the confusion her assumption of manly dress creates and her delight when she finds herself taken for a man by olivia is infectious not less happy is she in the more serious passages the grace and delicacy of the play being as far as the scenes in which she appears are concerned fully preserved thus though the impersonation may not compare with the juliet or even with the rosalind of the same actress it is distinctly worthy of her reputation both as regards insight and expository ability a few months before adelaide nielsen's sad and early death the writer saw her as viola and finds this english critic's praise far below the worth of her performance mr henry a clapp's appreciation of miss nielsen's viola is at once more generous and more just he speaks of her ineffable charm and her art that was beyond criticism and ends with these words in that slender maid as she looked through adelaide nielsen's eyes and spoke through her voice the fairest dream of romance seemed incarnate in her the very riches of the sea 
strangely delivered from its enraged and foamy mouth had come on shore End of chapter thirty two